Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's the last completely unnecessary podcast of the summer, September 17th, 2019, alongside friendly Ian Ferguson. Howdy. I'm absorbent Pat Contry. What? Uh, what we discussed in the show today, video game news mostly, no pop culture stuff, no movie stuff really. Uh, we're talking about uh, a new lawsuit from Billy Mitchell, the uh, analog DAH. Uh, Nintendo Ring Fit Adventure, which looks fun. I just spit all over my microphone. Yeah, I was wondering why that was um, the thing yeah. you did. Uh, GameStop in a tough place. It's a tough place. Uh, Q&A as well. It's kind of a slower week. Between a rock and a tough place. We, we, might, we might, go for, uh, might go for a ride with a 50-year-old in their sports car. We'll see if they want to pick us up. Ian, what, Ian, how was your week? How was your weekend? It was fine. My weekend was great. Um, um, I've... Uh, been playing some Game Boy Homebrew stuff lately, and uh, how is the Homebrew scene for Game Boy? Surprisingly, quite robust. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Um, uh, one that I picked up, Dongan GB, is actually a bullet hell shooter on the Game Boy, and huh. just from a technical level, it's impressive because there's no slowdown. There's no slowdown. Wow. There's no flickering. No, no, nothing like that. So, it's impressive to see people doing this stuff. Um, you know, with with the system, they did that one. Uh, that was for the 30th anniversary of the Game Boy, so it's new. Um, and then I just want to touch on it because everyone's been asking, and I know you won't comment on it. I won't. So uh, yes, uh, Ash Ketchum. After 20 years, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, 20 years. After 20 damn years, that boy won a uh, Pokemon World Championship. Uh, he finally came in number one after uh, fighting for this forever and ever. Was this like in real life? How long? How old is it, how old is Ash? Uh, I, well, I'm assuming he's still roughly the same age. It's very it's very very difficult to tell. Oh, it's the animated thing. Yeah, the animated. Oh, this isn't one. like a real life tour. No, no, no. Okay, this is, this is Ash. This is the animated boy. He's like 12 years old or something. Um, I, I it took me by surprise that he finally won one. Uh, I, I'm going to put him at 14, eternally 14. He's 14. Although I think at 10, it, well, in the original one, you had to be like 10 to to go out on your own, so he could so be they don't, younger. They, he hasn't aged at all. It's not like South Park where they no. age one year and 20 years at least. No, nope. no, they haven't. He hasn't aged. But a lifetime of being beaten down has finally been. So, so that Ash never rated. wins. He never he gets close, but he doesn't win. So uh, in the Red and Blue era oh series, he uh, finished in the top 16. Okay. That was it. I mean, that's they, you know, you they, th- they didn't give him much of anything there. You don't think he, he would improve as he got older or more experienced? Gold and uh, silver, top eight. Okay. Uh, Ruby and Emerald, uh, Ruby and Sapphire, top eight. This is not a page. Uh, Diamond and Pearl, top four. But then for Unova, he drops right back down to the top eight. How does it keep getting invited back if he's not competitive? But then uh, in the Kalos region, top two. Do they have opens? Do they have like opens that you qualify for, like World Series of Poker? Uh, I believe there are qualifiers, or, or, or yes. He's yes. got to pay to get in. I, I, I believe you have to qualify. What's the prize if you win these tournaments? What do you get? Oh, fame and riches. Um, he And he uses Pikachu, right? He uses... Uh, well, he I, actually... Yes, he does usually use the Pikachu in those, but he always has like Pokemon that are like his mains through each... Oh, the stages for each tor- series. Gotcha. So, so that, how many how many rounds are these tournaments usually? That I don't know. It's like Kumite. It's like sixty four guys. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So as much of this cartoon as I watch, and I watch an excessive amount of it, I don't I actually so. absorb or keep any of that info. It just passes across my eyes and then leaves. Um, so yeah, uh, on September fifteenth, twenty nineteen, uh, he became a first place champion. Cartoons around for twenty years. Yep, that's a long run for a cartoon with that like changing at all or that much. You know? uh, it's, I mean, it's it's changed. It's you know they just keep shoveling it out there, and I keep watching it. You can be watching it 
when you're like 60 years old? I'm like Probably. 22 years. I don't see why I wouldn't be. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just wondering because it's just like a phenomenon to me where, you know, this cartoon story with a lot of people are teenagers or children and they're still watching it 20 years later. That's not like a common thing that I'm trying to think of. Besides, like a South Park thing, but that's an adult cartoon, though. It's, it's sure you know that's 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 the only other thing I can think of. Simpsons, yeah, but that's like an episodic thing. Yeah, it's a children's show. That's that's an interesting thing. What if GI Joe lasted twenty years? Would I still be watching it? Probably, I guess. I just can't I can't think of something else that would qualify. I guess Power Rangers, but no, Power Rangers changes changes up every year now. They, they they rarely keep the same cast members, so it's like a different show every well, single year. And this one gets you different know. members, you know. For um, Pokemon, gets different members. Uh, you know, depending on which generation the story's running with, but there's always like familiar faces that you'll see. Okay. So. Speaking of familiar uh, faces, we got a T-shirt, Ian. That was got one week left to go. One week, my man. There you go. Ian like Ian likes being. He likes wearing green. He likes under undersea adventures. I do. You go to teespring.com slash my dash man dash cu podcast. <laughs> my Sorry dash about the, man. I didn't know about the dashes when I did it or else I would have done it. My dash man dash cu podcast teespring.com and you can get this nice shirt or a die cut sticker or the mug. You can do that. Um, the good news, Ian, the other good news, I don't know if I, did I mention it last week on the podcast? Uh, a certain Super Nintendo guidebook, this is the PAL version. Ian, do you want the PAL one? Or you want the you want the North America purple one? It's up I'll, to you. I'll take the PAL one. For, take the PAL one for possibly higher resale value what oh my god if you end up reselling this if i find out that you sold this on ebay i'm gonna have a check in every month like 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 a like a probation officer i'm making sure the book's still on the shelf so um uh, you can go to ultimatesnes.com so the books right now are somewhere in the pacific ocean coming back to the good old states (laughs) they're somewhere in the pacific please don't go to the bottom of the ocean that would be bad for everyone uh there um yeah happy about it uh and obviously it'll be available on amazon as well but um, you look at the layout. Look, look at the layout. It's better than the NES book. I it say. is. You showed us last week. It's it is much it's, better than. The I'm not just NES tooting layout. my own horn there. I mean, uh, this was this was a lot of work for yeah, that. Yeah, the color, the color picks were nice. Look That's... look at the attention to detail, Ian. Mm-hmm. The back of the PAL book has all the PAL box art. Mm. Is that attention to detail? That is. I didn't just phone it in. I didn't phone it in on this one. It's nice. Next book will be phoned in. Next book's going to be phoned in, but not this one. And of course, the limited. Edition with the feelies, with the feelies on the cover. There, woo! Fancy spot gloss. I think there's only about 120 left of those. There's only about 500 uh, printed uh, for those, and most of them are pre-ordered. So that's good. And only about 500 pal ones printed, but not many people got the pal ones. So the pal ones are going to be the rare ones in the future, I think. <laughs> those are the ones I'm going to hoard and, and resell in the future. Oh, we're going to be at Portland PRGR, P- PRGE Portland Retro Gaming Expo October. Sure as heck are. And I'll be returning to uh, Retro Game Con in Syracuse in early November as well. Happy to see Rocco the Wonder Dog there Woo! as as well. So anything else going on for this intro? Just talk about Pokemon. We're, we're, we're proud of Ash Ketchum. I'm proud of Ash Ketchum. We're proud of him. Honestly, I think Ash can get his own intro. Does, do his parents drive him to these events? How does he get to these events? I uh, don't know who Ash's dad is. Ash's mom. Well, okay. So actually, Ash got oh to Alola. Uh, the the island region because Mr. Mime, uh, who's his new dad, uh, that's that's where we're fairly certain his mom's boning down with Mr. Mime. What? That's horrifying. They live together. He goes out and does his shopping, and he was the one who won them all tickets to go to Hawaii or Alola. Okay. Yeah. I mean, here, hold well, on. Hold oh, on. I saw I saw Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, on the plane. I don't know if I talked talk about it on the podcast. I saw it. Uh, on the plane going to Hawaii, and it was entertaining. Yeah. It was actually very entertaining for someone who knows next to nothing about Pokemon. And the Mr. Mime stuff was funny, but he looks horrifying. Yeah. As, as, a, as a real sort of person Here thing. There you go. It even, it even, See, I mean, those two are boning down all the time. Those two constantly bone down. That's, first of all, she's a good looking uh, mom. Pokemoms are really Pokemoms and Pokemilf. Got to catch them all, Pokemoms. Pokemilf. Um, but um, yeah, I mean that's 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 not the outfit of a guy who's just just saying hi. But they, don't, they even in the movie they they don't know they joke about what the hell is Mister Mime and they're like we don't know what he is. No, in like, this one he's a stepfather. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we're going down the the, the Pokemon Mom uh, rabbit hole here. He's a sex type Pokemon. Okay, fantastic, Ian. <laughs> just when I thought I would 
dip my toe in the water of Pokemon, I, I find a good reason to stay out still. That's right. All right. So, um, yeah. Moving on. Go. You want me to just... Here we go. All right. So, Nintendo's got a, Nintendo's got a new thing coming out. Uh, it's uh, part of their uh, new era, their new attitude. Um, th- we are getting Ring Fit Adventure for the Switch. So... All right. Um, <laughs> I got a reason to use it. So if anyone who thought that Nintendo wasn't going to do anything absolutely batshit crazy ever again like they did with Wii Fit, uh, well, they are. They are. They're doing a new uh, workout game for the Switch. Um, this one is an RPG, and you use a resistance ring to uh, control it. So it looks like a hard, hard plastic. So it's a hard rubber ring. It's just rubber. Or plastic. Made a combination. And it's used for squeezing and pulling. It's a resistance band, essentially. Sure. Um, but in a ring form. Um, you place the Joy-Con in it. That's a cool thing. Put the Joy-Con in there, uh, which uh, we'll talk more about later. And then there's a leg strap. So it basically uses this so it has a rough idea of where you are at all times. And the main game is an on-rails RPG. So you'll load up a level in the RPG, and it'll show you the view from behind your character. Um, Walking or running in place will move your character forward on the rails in this level. and um, Because it senses your leg movement because of the strap on your leg. Exactly. Um, You can take the ring and aim it on the screen. The ring has its own sensors in it as well. It's not just the the Joy-Con. You can aim it around on screen, and when you squeeze it together, you'll uh, let loose like a burst of air that will be used to uncover things like on the pathways and stuff like that. Um, All of the enemies that you fight are going to be done through um, basic exercise motions. So it might ask you to do a squat, or it might ask you to do a yoga pose. Um, And based on how accurately and how well and how fast you do it, that creates the uh, damage. Um, That's how you deal damage to the enemies. So um, there is a long video, about seven and a half minutes, that Nintendo put up after they teased it. Um, they put up a full video on the 12th of September and watching it actually gives you a good idea of what the game is, yeah, but it's, it's also fairly terrifying. It's kind of a terrifying video. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, um, the, the people performing with the game look, look kind enough, but I mean, it's almost a meme at this point the, the, the two actors, particularly the guy, but even the female, they look like, this looks like a promo from something like from Black Mirror. It looks like it's so made up to be an infomercial that it's like fake it doesn't look like it's real there's nothing natural about it at all yeah no it's 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 over the top and how like guys this is how you get fit with ring fit and the guy in particular he's menacing his eyes look weird he looks like did you see that it's always sunny episode where dennis thinks he's fat and 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 he stars himself to lose weight and he looks gaunt at the end in his eyes that's how he looks he looks like dennis after he tried starving himself he looks like he looks on something. I'm not trying to pass judgment. He looks like whoever directed this should have said, this looks off. This There's something that feels wrong here. But they convey, convey the information well. It's just is creepy. There's a lot of evil energy in that video. It's just creepy between yeah. the two of them. But, uh, I mean, it runs through everything. But and... it's a thorough video. Yes, it is. Um, I, I do think there would be a benefit, though, of you know maybe getting some real everyday people, average people yes. up there. Or even, uh, like, even the out. people they use on like the YouTube, you know, on the channel, Nintendo's channel. So okay, so you got the the Rincon controller there, um, the leg strap. So the, the leg strap is important for the running part because you can run slower or faster depending on that. So this probably is way more accurate than the power pad was because of that. Because you, you can't, firstly, you can't cheat with your hands to run. Sure. But it's a really ingenious way of not having to uh, walk on a pa- pad or a balance board. And you still accomplish a lot of the same sort of stuff. And you can do the same exercise without the awkward board that they brought back for the Wii U, which I almost forgot about, that they had the same sort of balance board yeah. for that. 
Um, and then you slide one uh, Joy-Con onto the ring, um, I believe partially for menu navigation, but uh, the one thing that they show that's very cool is uh, it actually, that's how you check your heart rate as you're playing. Okay. Uh, you put your thumb over the infrared sensor on the top and it gives you your heart rate, so that's kind of neat. So, the, I mean, the graphic style, it's cute and cartoony and simple. You can follow it. So let's, some of the stuff, there's like a like a almost like a rafting part where you put the ring over your head and you lean to go. Um, there's when you attack the enemies, you can choose what type of attacks you can do a you can do like an overhead press, you can do a squat, you can do a yoga pose, and I I really love the fact that they give you the on screen instructions for how to do the exercise. Yes, that's that's very good um, because and then they build it into how effective your your attacks are. Correct. That's really good because even if you're a beginner, you can still do it. And then as you get better with your poses, you can sh- see the improvement. There's like a direct feedback with the game for how you're performing. That's like a, that's something you don't think about, but in, when you're designing a game, especially like an RPG, that's the only way you think about exercising. Well, how can we build it up? Well, more effective attacks against enemies down the line, but you had to build up from that by doing the attacks slash exercises earlier in the game. So it's actually a pretty smart way to incorporate that. I mean, from the service, no one ever thought, oh, we're going to have an RPG exercise game. Yeah. When they first announced it, it's like, what the hell is this? And now we have an RPG exercise game that I, I guess in this, in this because I saw all the weird overreactions and and people uh, slagging the, um, the fucking cardboard Nintendo stuff uh, last year. I haven't seen as much negative reaction to this than I thought I would. A lot of people are like, oh, this is a decent idea. I mean, how else are we going to do an exercise game? Yeah, I don't. I I I was surprised to not see a ton of backlash either. Then again, I'm not out there looking for the backlash. I think this was weird enough that people looked at it and just went, "Huh, all right, okay." And uh, thigh pre- you can thigh press, press with the ring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably a, a, a de- I I have to look in the market to see if there's a ring out there like this. If not, Nintendo. Oh, there has are a- those definitely. Oh, exist. okay. Yeah. So I didn't even know that. I know that the you know they had the, the medicine balls. They have the they had the bands. I know that. Um, no, these definitely exist. Someone used... Abgard! A, someone used a name for it that I didn't recognize. Uh, Pilates ring. That's what it is. Pilates ring. What does yeah. a Pilates ring cost here? An average Pilates ring costs you about 20 bucks, 15 bucks, And they're shaped exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Um, the, let's talk about the ab defense. That's ingenious. It's mm-hmm. so dumb, but... While you're waiting, you're still exercising. Yeah. But you're working on just your abs. I don't know. I, I really am impressed by the thought that went into this. I, I really am. I, I really don't have a lot of anything negative to say about this. I'm not even being a fanboy. This is, to me, the best fitness Nintendo product out of the ones they've tried. I, it looks to be to be. Yeah, I think I think it's 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 it, it's the coolest looking one. Um, I will probably get this. Anyone who does not want to can wait year and a half and probably get the rings out of free bins at your uh, Luna Video Games locations, Two across, locations. Yeah, across the United States. Um, because I do have a feeling this will be purchased. I don't. I have a feeling this will do fine, and I have a feeling it will rot, and lots of people will not use it. But I don't know about I, that, Ian. I think it's neat. I think it's neat. I'd give it a I, shot. I think the fact that they tied this to an RPG and how people are insane with RPGs, they will almost guarantee that at least people will play through this once. Well, and at least get into a little bit maybe a shape while they do it, while they go through the, the RPG. RPG. I, I mean, it's 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 more in, it, it's a more involved game than we've ever seen for something that's based on fitness. Because the Wii Fit, with the balance board, there was only so much you can do with a dumb balance board. They try to build in yoga poses with it, but you don't need a balance board to do yoga poses. It actually makes it more difficult sure. using a balance board versus using the ground. So whenever I saw the Wii Fit, and, and, and everyone had a Wii Fit, you know, 10 years ago. Everyone had one when they came out and went to a party and you played it. It seemed cool, but even when you were playing it, you're like, this is just a gimmick when you're doing this. This, to me, at least is built off of an existing exercise product, so you know there's effect in this too before you get it. I didn't know there was a Pilates ring. Now, I'm ashamed of that, Ian. Oh. I should have the knowledge there. I, I, I haven't seen one at the gym. I never saw one using one before. Um, so this is going to cost. Uh, what is this going to cost? Is it? We don't. We don't uh, get eighty. We don't get the cost wrong. Because it means everything else we say is is then false and and you know we it's, know we're talking uh, seventy nine seventy nine ninety nine, which isn't horrible if the ring itself, something like that technology, will cost at least. Tw- I mean, they're building an extra sensors like twenty to thirty dollars probably. So I mean, probably a, I'd say a sixty dollars sweet spot for me would be like this will sell everything. Eighty, it'll still sell. 
I think they should have tried to keep the price a little lower. That's just that's just me. That's twenty for the ring and sixty for the game. Uh, you know, I'll have to see how good the game actually is to know if it warrants that. But they did say uh, I can't find it on here. I think it was in one of the uh, a different article I read. Um, Future games, but the um, ah, Christ, you threw me off. Uh, oh, uh, supposedly, if you were to play this for an hour a day for about four months you would still be finding stuff to do. So really? So apparently it's supposed to be very long. Yes. Nintendo is going to get everyone rip playing an RPG. That's their goal. <laughs> I, I just like the fact that Nintendo at least tries to focus at least on, you know, holistic, uh, you know, health and not just playing games, at least a little bit. I'm not sure how effective it is. I'm not sure, how, you know, the power pad was, was mostly a gimmick and that probably didn't get many people into shape. Uh, but the Wii Fit might have. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know anyone that, that used the Wii Fit a lot? To no. Try to get no. You didn't? Okay. No, everyone I know who had the Wii Fit ended up not using it very quickly. <laughs> okay, well, this is interesting. But do we know about future games using this controller? No, we don't. But I'm assuming that... They... Nintendo will maybe make ones to download? Well, Nintendo's uh, been good about, like, with the uh, Labo stuff specifically, um, throwing out these weird little mini games. Here and there? That you can just download and play. Okay. And I've, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if we saw something like that with this where, I don't know, one month you wake up and, oh, we added two new mini games to the, you know, program is free DLC. Something like that. High tech resistance band. That's how it's being described. The ring fit. Oh, I, I, like I said, I think it's great. Oh, we missed, we, did we mention the bodybuilding dragon is who you have to go oh, up against? The, uh, yeah, the main enemy is a uh, bodybuilding dragon who uh, they said was directly inspired by all the worst people at the gym. This is fantastic. What a great idea from Nintendo. This is, I mean, what, what can, you have to love Nintendo for, for doing dumb stuff like this and being goofy and, and just, but they embrace it. They embr- they're embracing how goofy this is. They're not trying to pretend it's like something it's not. It's not just, oh, let's just do a bunch of mini games. Like, like, the, like, the, like the Wii Fit was just so clinical and non-fun to begin with. Yeah. yeah, they did, like, there was a couple, like, whatever, surfing game or whatever. Sure. They did that. But th- this on its surface is such a goofy idea that it's like, oh, it's an exercise RPG and there's a dragon that's an asshole at the gym. It's like, that's just a, <laughs> a cute idea to me. So, okay, I'm going to, are you going to get this? And this is launching in October. Yeah, no, so, I'll, I'll pick it up. So this could be one of the things it's right uh, up that my alley. buttresses the time between uh, major uh, launches and this holiday season, this will sell. This will sell to the maybe maybe two. Oh, I got you know uh, the hint. Hey, hey uh, I can hey, see. Hey, hey, hey Doris, I got you the Ring Fit Adventure. What are you trying to say? I'm fat. No, no, no. You like RPGs? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. We can play it together. Doris. Doris. It's a popular name. It's among 19, the youth. 1958. Sure. Why not? Okay. You're fighting uh, nefarious monsters, and oh, you get money and experience along the way. There you go. All right. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to the, all the Let's Plays. Uh, and the <laughs> and the Twitch streams with this. Oh, there's a picture. Did you actually see the picture of the dinosaur? Where was the picture of the dinosaur? There's a Verge article. He is ripped, and he is wearing uh like a, oh, a, yeah. a, a tank top like onesie thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. He's wearing what what Van Dam was wearing in Lionheart in the pool scene. <laughs> wow, that's a deep cut. It Remember is. that? Yes, I do. Uh, he, that's what he's wearing there. Lionheart's one of my favorites. That, he that, Lionheart's a good movie. I would argue. It's a solid one. Okay, moving on here. Ian. Yep. Analog. Fine. Purveyors of FPGA devices. Mm-hmm. And before that, they did the Neo Geo sticks and things like that. There's, they gave me that wood grade one way back. They were never nice to do that. So they're coming out uh, with a device to let modern consoles connect to CRT TVs and, and monitors. They're going the opposite direction here on us here so it's the um where's the website got it i don't have in front of me the analog dac dac which stands for what digital analog converter i believe so yes um it's it's 80 bucks but does include all the cables you might need um and this is an interesting how much did you say 80 okay um the most advanced digital to analog converter ever made for experiencing video game history that's from the site uh, every aspect of DAC is designed for the most discerning enthusiast. Eye-opening analog, eye-opening analog video. This is funny for me to, to say that. High-fidelity audio. Forget about my kits and wiring hacks. DAC is plug-and-play and produces reference-quality analog 
outputs, reference quality, analog outputs. And then they talk about like reference quality on a CRT or and a PVM for those people that are insane that have to have the PVM monitors, you know, for the highest possible quality. There's people that are out there that love those things. Oh yeah, but they're expensive and they're, they're not easy to come by necessarily. Um, yeah, okay. So that they they tote it's they tote its compatibility with with their own products, the Mega SG, the Super NT, future analog products. Can you please do another a run of Mini NTs? I'm really Say I didn't get a mini NT. I'll, I'll buy a mini NT if you do more. Um, compatible with CRT only peripherals. Works with light guns. Compatible with 32x. Requires Mega SG and 32x cables. Uh, and other features you get NTSC and PAL RGB composite switch. An RGB separate sync. RGB sync on green. Not sure what that means. <laughs> you know what that means? Nope. Sync on green. This is um, all out of my all out of my. Uh... My, my my realm of expertise, but this is an interesting product because usually you you want to convert. I mean, with the, with all the latest products and FPGAs, it's to play it on a on a modern LED or LCD monitor. This is going backwards to do it, right? So so it's obviously less of a, there's there's a market out here, but it's obviously a much smaller market than people that want to play older games on a newer setup. Sure, this is this is ideal for and, and these people are out there. These sort of like collectors, purists. Um, people who want to use something like, uh, well, specifically, they want to use something like the Mega SG. They want to check out the new console, but they don't want to use it on uh, an HDTV. They would like to use it on a CRT. Reduce lag, maybe. Um, yeah, as or well. just, it looks better. Just because. I mean, well, I mean, honestly, if you're running the, if you're running the Mega SG properly on a, a flat screen TV, it, it should look fantastic as it is. Sure, so you're degrading it to the proper specs on a, on a yeah. CRT. If you have, so a, if, if you have <laughs> a game room that is, you know, uh, CRTs in classic style and vintage, I would also assume at that point you'd probably be using a uh, an original Genesis, but hey, if you're not, now you can use the you know the SG. Um, so I think it's neat. It's definitely uh, a very uh, niche item, but it's I don't, that's what they do, and they do well. So yeah, I, 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 and I, I know it's filling a market out there somewhere, and it's good for like the NES Super Nintendo Classics and the Genesis Mini as well. Yeah, if you if you have a game room, you have the CRT over there. It's like, well, I want to have this be as close as possible to using the original stuff. This will get you there, I, I suppose. I'm just surprised this came out because I never thought about that. I'm like, well, okay, what if you want to do the, uh, you know, the Genesis FPGA system, the Mega SG on TV? I never, I never, never crossed my mind. Some, some people would do that. And I guess your option before was just to do a, a crappy uh, HDMI to uh, analog just cable converter, and obviously that induces lag. It's not going to look as good. They're gross. They look awful. <laughs> They're gross. They're gross. <laughs> Straight up, and eighty bucks is, is reasonable price for something like this to me. Not knowing what else, what else in the market's out there for something like this, since I never, like I said, I didn't really think about this solution, but it makes sense. Um, yeah, that's that's all to say, and it's an FPGA as well. So they're they're rewriting that <laughs> how to how to make that digital signal analog. So there you go. Well, it ain't for me, but someone's gonna want. Yeah, but maybe it could be. It's I'm, pretty I'm, cool. Maybe this could, for someone for some people out there, this, this could be the, the you know this could be their dream item if they if they have a CRT game room. This could be it. It's like, okay, I can play anything forever, you know, uh, until the end of time. I can put my PS, PS4 on a CRT. People do, and it do looks they really? awful. Yeah. If you do that, well, well, I guess it'll make it 16.9. It'll interpret it as a 16.9 on analog. I, someone will do that now, though. Someone will put, put these systems on just a CRT just oh, for yeah. the hell of it with this, I guess. Okay, that, that's all I really have to say about this. Um, I'm not the market for this. This I don't know how many they're going to sell, but obviously they do the research and they know there's people out here that want them. The, you know, the, the the video files, Ian, that that want that perfect look to all their games. They want the perfect hue of green, red, and blue. This is this is for them, I guess, right? All right, Ian. We have uh, we have uh, Billy Mitchell back in the news. We talked about this in the podcast before. Oh, how- Billy. Billy, 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 Billy <laughs> Mitchell, Billy, Billy boy. Um, so, so, so we talked about was it last year where um, his 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 records were stripped from Twin Galaxies and the Guinness Book because they worked off Twin Galaxies and he was Pete Rosed out of, of out of the Twin Galaxies. He was banned because uh, it was found that um, his records may not have it may have been tainted. Yeah. So. Um, all of his uh, records were, were stripped after, you know, two were found to be illegitimate, uh, Twin Galaxies and uh, Guinness World Book of World Records. 
Um, he's threatening legal action now. Uh, he sent a letter uh, from, from a Polygon article here. Um, this week, lawyers for Mitchell sent a letter Mitchell. to Twin Galaxies and Guinness World Records demanding that both retract their claims against Billy Mitchell and Mitchell. restore the scores to their world record leaderboards where Mitchell has been a fixture since the early 1980s. Attorneys made the same demand of Guinness World Records, which uses Twin Galaxies as its source. Um, so this goes back to when, when people, a sleuths, realized that he was playing on uh, MAME machines instead of, allegedly, instead of a real um, Donkey Kong uh, board. Yes. And then they did an investigation. They brought in other people who agreed with the findings. So this is not to say that every score he's ever had is 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 wrong or that he doesn't have the the ability to do this. I I, I personally, it's not an a uh, it's not a uh, an accusation of cheating. But if there are certain uh, systems in place, if there are things that are in place, you have to do it this way. Um, it seems weird to try to. Any any amount or any effort to shirk that would be sure would be would be cause for me to raise eyebrows. Why why would you risk it? Why would you risk playing on Mame? How could you not know if you're if you're if right. you're an expert playing this game since 1981? How do you not know you're not playing on on a, an original ROM board? You should know that playing it. Right. I think you'd have the instincts to know that and how it looks. And and again, why is this important? Mame versus not because you can stitch together gameplay sessions with Mame. That's one of the huge reasons why. There's a way to stitch together gameplay sessions. Sure. Um, so you could say this is the perfect game. You could, there's rewind features and things like that in order to do that. Um, so that's what's so troubling about this. Um, well, the two scores that Twin Galaxies determined were not set in original arcade hardware. One was the 1,047,200 shown in the climactic moment of King of Kong. So that's even worse. Yeah. That's in a major documentary that tons of people have seen. When Mitchell snatches back the world record from rival Steve Wiebe uh, with the videotape submission set in at the last moment. Uh, one of the scores thrown out, although Twin Galaxies made no determination as to its source platform, was 1,062,800 set on July 31st, 2010, and previously acknowledged as the first million-point game in Donkey Kong history. So, um, Twin Galaxies, I guess, knew that their integrity was at stake. They had... To them, firm ev evidence, not just through their people. They brought in outsiders to determine. Let's toss this out. Um, so I guess he, you know, he wants them to, you know, he wants to be back in. He wants them. He wants to force them through attractor statements, um, and is threatening a lawsuit. Um, this is a tough lawsuit. It's a dumb lawsuit. It's a lawsuit uh, from a man who has an ego problem and can't just let things go. Well, I, I mean. It, it has nothing to do with the fact that if you can replicate your scores, it doesn't mean originally it still wasn't against against the rules. So right, that doesn't prove it because I know he's he's now streaming himself playing these games again and trying to get back uh, these records. What what you're trying to say in suing is that you want to sue uh, this this private organization uh, because you felt what they did was wrong, and so it's going to be their word of experts against whatever experts you bring in. And and that's it. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's not. It's not a defamation. It can't be defamation if what they're saying is true. If they thought you cheated, that's not defamation. It's that we think you cheated. You're out. If so, you can't sue for that. That's that's gonna be impossible. Uh, yeah. Because then you have to say that they're all the all their experts were lying and that everything was being lied about and they knew it. That's never gonna happen. Well, a lot of people um, seem to think that it's for uh, it's for another fifteen minutes worth of fame. Uh, apparently, that the scores he's trying to get reinstated aren't even competitive anymore. It's literally just to keep himself in the news. Uh, he's just trying to stir up drama so he can sell merch at cons. It, it seems like it's more of a, he wants to keep his name in the um in that area but I, I don't know what he's really trying to accomplish here because what's the end goal really if he gets them reinstated if he gets reinstated he'll say oh so I'm vindicated I, I never should have been thrown out but there's still going to be all the people that, that said okay we think you're a cheater we shouldn't you know this is you just strong you just strong armed them with a, with a lawsuit right because they didn't want to defend it here um, it was a 156 page package of counterclaims signed statements and other materials presenting Mitchell's side of the case uh, one of the allegations from Mitchell's was that 
Uh, Twin Galaxies did not provide Billy Mitchell a fair opportunity to provide evidence to prove his innocence, and that specific evidence was accepted while evidence of equal stature was rejected. Can you imagine being on this civil case if, if you had jury duty? And you got to listen to, like, arcade experts and learn about MAME. And you're like, you know, you're like a 75-year-old uh, grandmother, and you got to deal with this. And you're like, what, what is going on here? Why, what, why is this in the court system? What are, we, what are we talking about here? We're talking about arcade records and, and an emulator. What? This, this, is, this would be a nightmare if I was on a jury. <laughs> so apparently Guinness did say, make an error and stated that all of his scores were made using MAME. That's... They're gonna have to probably retract. Oh that. yeah, they, okay. That's 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 yeah. The that, Guinness people don't. Inaccurate. The Guinness people don't know shit about video games. They're just yeah. they're waiting for the next. Uh, you know, uh, you know they they have those those you know the the large twins on motor, little motorbikes. They got to go out and find. Remember that picture? <laughs> Everyone saw that picture in their old Guinness book of world records. There. Um, yeah, that's that's an error. They can retract that. That's fine. But but again, their records are still built off of off of of Twin Galaxies. So if Twin Galaxies, you know, X's out the ones they feel are bad. They X them out. Oh, yeah. All I mean, right. that's just the bottom line there. Uh, if you go to Reddit, you can see uh, all the documents uh, there as well. And, of course, I think when people are laughing at there was like a picture of Billy with all the all the models around him. And that was like... Yep. That's like the cover page for his <laughs> evidence package. <laughs> Suit. Wow. Uh, oh, Jace Hall uh, responded? Jace Hall responded. Oh, what did you say? Did Jace Hall responds. Oh no, that was, that was the post from last year talking about oh, okay. what's going on with the summary decision. Now, now you're gonna you're gonna drag poor Jace Hall. You know, Jace Hall, he thinks he's buying this this Twin Galaxies little little site just to keep track of of of, of stupid world records that like twelve people care about in the grand scheme of things. You know, maybe a, you know a record for you know the best APB run or or or, and now he's gonna deal with potential lawsuits about this stuff. I mean, poor Jace Hall. I don't know anything about Jace Hall, but I, I, I wouldn't be... <laughs> that's a bad investment, Mr. Hall. <laughs> I don't know where you're making your money on Twin Galaxies at this point. I guess you got to pay to submit scores. Is that what you have to do on Twin Galaxies now? I don't, I don't think so. I thought I heard about that. What, no, I'm fairly certain you don't have to do that. <sighs> Twin Galaxies. How do I submit? you got to log in and register here. Uh, I, that's what I heard. I don't know. How do, they make, how do you make money on Twin Galaxies running this site? How do you stay afloat? I couldn't tell you. That's a different conversation. Okay. Oh, they did talk about Ash winning the Pokemon League on, on Twin Galaxies. I guess it's an old game news site oh, okay, now. good. So they got their priorities straight. All right, so this is what I think is going to happen. I think I think, um, I think Twin Galaxies will, will hire their own lawyer and just be like, okay, I don't think there's cause here. Get it dismissed. A lawyer is going to look, a, a judge might look at this and be like, what, what is this? What are you arguing about? And maybe a judge will just be like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> just, 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 just get out. <laughs> just leave. I got a vacation to go on. This isn't, this isn't real to me. <laughs> uh, there's two weeks to, they gave him two weeks to issue a retraction or we will resort to legal recourse. Okay. This could go on, this, something like this could go on for years potentially back and forth, stuff like this. So this, this could just get tied up. Billy can end up using all his hot sauce money on his lawyers. I don't know. Uh, here this 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 is this might be uh this might be bad uh, Guinness will retract though because because they don't have a leg to stand on probably uh that but but Twin Galaxies can probably looks like they can go toe to toe if they really want to uh, all right we'll see what happens there I, this is like the silliest stuff ever to me at this point Ian don't ever don't ever sue anyone over a future record you might get in an arcade game don't don't end up doing that I wasn't planning on any of that <laughs> okay. Ian, are you still using one of the big wireless providers in 2019? Have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Have you, Ian? I, I am now. Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you've been taking advantage of, Ian, because they know you'll pay for it. Well, enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but a fraction of the cost because everything is online. It's less overhead. No stores in the mall to worry about. You know, that all goes into the cost. So there's, 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 uh, they're saving on retail locations and overhead, and they pass the savings on to you. So Mint Mobile, Ian, uses actually the T-Mobile uh, towers. Oh, they see. have the T-Mobile network. So it's a national network. So this is how it works. And this is how they can cut your wireless bill down to just $15 a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text, and then you choose 
uh, your data plan. You can choose between 3, 8, and 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. So you don't have to pay for unlimited data, and that's how they keep the cost down as well, because most people don't need that. You use your own phone with the Mint Mobile plan, and you keep your same phone number along with your existing contacts. So what you need, though, is you need your own phone. It has to be unlocked, meaning you own it, and it has to be a GSM phone. So if you own your phone and you don't know if it's unlocked or not, you can call your provider to find out uh, there if you're still on their plan. So how do you get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door? They'll ship you the SIM card and the activation code. It takes like 5, 10 minutes to set up. Go to mintmobile.com slash podcast. That's mintmobile.com slash podcast. Cut your wireless bill to just $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash podcast. All right, Ian. GameStop is in a tough place. Uh, and that's as of me saying that. You know who's saying that, Ian? Uh, not, not just random people on YouTube. Uh, Dr. GameStop. That's uh, that's GameStop CEO, George Sherman. George Dr. GameStop Sherman. Auto, auto parts guy, George. Says the company is in a tough place and needs to make some changes to keep up with the video game industry. See them changes. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself. Stuff did not go well for them. <laughs> 14.3 global sales dropped 14.3% to 1.3 billion in the second quarter. Hardware declined 41.1%, which that that's actually, to be expected. That's to be expected. It's the end of the it's the end of the current cycle. Current cycle. So that's that's not that odd. Uh, and then software sales dropped 5.3% as Nintendo Switch titles grew. Net loss of Oh, $415.3 million net loss for the second quarter. That's, One quarter this year. That's insane. It's not limited. Now you're just hitting buttons to hit buttons. Yes. Um, We're at the end of the console cycle, Sherman told CNN Business Wednesday. Gaming as an industry could not be stronger. It's us that needs to pivot. It's GameStop that needs to make some changes. Um, the, 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 here's the issue, though, is that the industry being stronger doesn't mean that GameStop can be stronger because the industry, like I said, is changing, and none of those changes yes. benefit GameStop at all. Yeah, not at all. None of them do. The focus to more digital does not benefit them. More mobile gaming, way, shape or form, doesn't yeah. benefit. Cloud gaming does not benefit. I GameStop think cloud gaming is probably out of ways to go. I don't think Stadia, sure, but any yes. any subscription service, Apple, yes. any other way to play games besides on physical media is bad. For it's GameStop. bad for GameStop. Yep, which is now like becoming the vast majority of way to play games. It just is. So um, it's funny because I see people. Oh, and they're closing between 180 200 stores by February. Yeah, which is still not. I mean, I think it's over, still over 5,000 stores nationwide. 3,000, I think. Uh, I'll have to look. Okay. I thought it was over 5,000. But it's still it, it's still not good. So what that means is that they, they've already identified stores that they know that, okay, we can probably... You don't want to close the stores before the holiday season because obviously that's when you make more money. But they still know they're not making money right now uh, there. So... Um, all right. This this is where it gets weird, and this is where it gets into um, weird business talk that's just BS. I've been in the business world. I've heard it. Man, you might, it uh, says 6,100 here. That's up to date. Okay. I heard it was like between 5,500 and 6,000, but okay, nationwide. Uh, and that includes, obviously, the EB games they bought and whatever else. That, that That's still labeled not GameStop, but they're all GameStops. That's part of brick-and-mortar retail today, said Sherman. Part of being a good retailer is you're not trying to hold on to every store. No, that's just trying to be a good business person. If you're, if you're a good retailer, you won't overextend to that point where you have to close up a ton of stores right. and lay off, uh, you know, over, what was it, over 100 people in corporate. Uh, obviously, GameStop was doing well at some point, but, but the strategy as a business isn't just, we'll just blanket the world with our stores like like Starbucks does and eventually even Starbucks has to close stores because they're not making any uh, profit on some of their stores. The fact that locally here we had two stores within five minutes of each other was unneeded. It was unneeded. 
Oh, we had we had one on Midway Drive, and then one three blocks away on the corner of Midway Drive and Rosecrans. Down the street, we had two uh, in one shopping mall. At one point in time, Vani says there was three in the same shopping mall. That's insane. So, obviously, this is obviously this is a new CEO. We got to give him some time. He just oh, what he arrived in what April, April and May. We got to give him some time to turn this around. But again, this is a sinking ship. There's been five, four or five different CEOs in the last like few years. I mean, because when you look at it, oh, what did I sign up for? Oh, this is bullshit. I'm just going to go away and just retire. And just thanks for, thanks for the signing bonus. Now, <laughs> unless you got to get a vested signing bonus, probably, if you were smart running a business. You can't just give someone a signing bonus and leave in like three months. Um, oh, the fifth leader since November 2017. Five people, Ian, within two years. Five CEOs. That's within insane. Two and a half years, really. That's wow. wild. <laughs> That's a lot of awkward uh, quarterly calls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, he did work at Best Buy and Target Home Depot before. But again, those are different spaces than video games. You can't have a digital hammer, right? That I know about. This is what we've been talking about since day one when they talked about how he could, you know, he uh, revitalized, you know, AutoZone. You can't go online and rent some car wax. You need to go buy that car wax. You can't. You can't you can't do cloud washing machines. You got to go to Best Buy and buy a washing machine. Yeah. Some, some things uh, are physical that there's always going to be a market for. Maybe not in brick and mortar because a lot of these things you can do online now. But plenty of people will still go and like you know what? I need to get something for my car. I'm going to stop at AutoZone Parts Plus, there's, boys. There's and- not going to be a subscription service for clothing anytime soon that I know about. <laughs> maybe there is, but I don't want to. I don't want people's dirty clothes. There probably is for like high end clothes. That sounds disgusting. You don't, you don't want a subscription uh, service for, for tidy whities You just don't. Okay. That doesn't seem like a good idea. Maybe Ian's like, maybe we can, we can build that business, Ian. Completely unnecessary underwear. Anyways, <laughs> I just, I just, I want to, I want to cap off what I have to say here with just my favorite little bit of uh, business talk, business speak here. Uh, at the end here, we make no bones about it. The next three to four quarters from a sales standpoint will be a difficult one. And this is the very end of the console cycle, said Sherman. But here we go. Get ready. This oh, one knocks okay. it out of the park. I got it. Okay, I love this stuff. <clears throat> but we're bullish on a rebound. We're bullish. <laughs> we're bullish on a rebound. <laughs> that means absolutely nothing, by the way. We're hopeful, optimistic. Uh, yep. For a rebound. Uh, then they talk to people that know what's going on uh, in this article, like Juiced Van Drunen, co-founder of Superdata. He says GameStop's fate is long been tied to to the alleged demise of console gaming. Uh, I have no doubt that Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo continue to look to GameStop as an integral mar- part of their marketing and sales strategy over the next few years. Well, that's BS because they don't have to anymore. I, th- I think I, I think if, if you're Microsoft, Sony, the only thing you're looking at GameStop to do is maybe help promote new console launches. But for new game launches, you don't need GameStop to do shit. For new games? No. The marketing is way beyond retail stores when it comes to marketing uh, new games. I, I mean, this is. I mean, I, I, Juice Van Drunen. I, I think uh, Super Data, a co-founder. I think that's wishful thinking. Thinking five, six, seven, eight years ago. Social media, Twitter, uh, influencers on Twitch and YouTube. Those are the people that promote your new products for you. Yeah. GameStop running commercials uh, and and putting out your Sunday circular ad. That's that's fifteen years ago. Yeah, that's not doing anything. That that might have worked in the three sixty era. That's not going to work in the Xbox Two era. Whatever the next console is going to be. Uh, so that's that's silly. Um, GameStop predom- predominantly relies on selling physical copies of video games, which made up 22.2% of its sales in the most recent quarter. The company could benefit if physical copies become more convenient to use the digital copies. That's not going to happen. It's just that's that's that boat is sailed. Yeah, at some point, we need it's- to stop pretending like these things are going to be the case. Yeah. Okay, well, yes, sure, that is something that would help save them, but it's not going to happen. So... Think something else. There's no way to make a physical copy just as convenient. God, the amount of bullshit talk that just comes out of their mouths. Well, I mean, you have to have a business. You can't just say you have shareholders. You can't just say we're fucked. You can't tank your stock price. But at the same time, I mean, you have to just. I think this is interesting that if they're already planning on, on if they already identified now 200 underperforming stores, that's going to be, I think, the minimum. Because if, if if they have out of their whatever five thousand stores remaining six thousand stores, what if then another thousand stores don't 
make up the the profit. This 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 could be a lot bit worse. This is when you're already pre-announcing stores closing. First of all, that that's bad for employees at, at, overall to know that. Oh, yeah. By February, my job's going to be gone, and we don't know what jobs at what store because they're not going to say up front. Probably, hey, you're, they'll probably tell you like a month before. They're not going to tell you now. They're not going to tell you five months beforehand. When you're going to be out of work, that's kind of weird uh, to do that. Maybe they will for a few, but this could be a thousand stores by February and by next summer. This this is not going to be just a trickle. This could be like twenty percent. I mean, it's never what they say. It's never what exactly. Thank you, Ian. It's never what they say. The fact that they have to come out and say this to their shareholders now means that it's going to be worse. Yeah, it's almost never better. Oh, we. Silly yes, we only got to close 20 stores, not 200. That, that never, almost never. <laughs> well, the, I mean, yeah. I don't know. With with how quickly things have spiraled out of control with GameStop already, I, this, this story is going to be very different in a month. This is my favorite sales quote from this interview. Because even I, in my semi-coherent business knowledge, don't know what this means. If you look at the trend of sales over the last several years, selling general administrative costs didn't move with sales. So we had a cost structure we had to address. We found it unpleasant, but we needed to do it. Is that a fancy way of saying we didn't fire enough people over the past several years? I think that's what that means. Is that what that means? I guess. I don't know. Selling general admin costs didn't move with I think that's what it means. We were slow to fire people that we should have. I think that's what that means. All right. Okay, but that's a that's a that's a weirdly weird way of saying it. We yeah. had we had too many people working us working with us, and we just we're lo- losing hundreds of millions of dollars now. Oh man! All right. Okay. Anything else to add here? No. Okay. That 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 sentence hurt my brain here. Okay. All right, Ian. No tales from the game store, unfortunately. No. We can't do the T-shirt Ian, until it comes back regularly. By the way, people are clamoring for it. But, but I mean, or the shirt could just sell on its own without it coming back. You think so? Yes. Okay. Uh, Tales tell from the Crypt Ian? Okay. But we have a Patreon, though. We have a Patreon, Ian. We do. You go to uh, patreon.com slash CU podcast. And what can you do there, Ian, besides Google Hangout with you once a month? Oh, I do some writings. Some reading and writings? Some reading and writings. And you can are vote you- on a poll for a topic that we will cover every Tuesday. Tuesday. Two for Tuesday. All right. In third place, what type of museums would take retro game donations? 13%. we got to cover that topic eventually. We just have to cover that as its own. Will Nintendo ever have a dedicated handheld console again? 30%. And number one, Ian, with a bullet. Most tantalizing video game power-up. Ian, what to you is the most tantalizing video game power-up? I guess that you would want? I, I don't know about specifically, but I will say, and I can go into why, as a game as a whole, uh, Bubble Bobble has the best point uh, uh, items and power-ups. I, I guess they're bonus items that you can get. You can get martinis. You can get fruit. You can get cake. Cake? Yeah. Um, Just right. fruit, right? You know, grapes and stuff. Yeah. The cocktails, though, are really what what gets me going I, mean, I don't know if anyone's ever knows that but there's cocktail glasses but those aren't power ups though really the only well, power up in the game is the, bu- the super bubble where you fly around the people sure sure they look great uh, Kirby's Dreamland also has really tantalizing power ups uh, you've got big juicy tomatoes uh, and then you get um, you get cake as well you get the big lollipop for your invincibility uh, but you have to but you have to engorge yourself on your enemies to get those power ups right is that something you can take on? Would you want to eat things? No, you can you can just pick those up. The tomatoes are just there. Okay. The well, suckers well, are just there. Let's talk about the eating though right now. Okay. If you had to eat something, another living thing, what would be your line where you're like, okay, this is worth eating someone. I can now fly around or something. You have to, you have to eat a, 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 a breathing thing in order to get a power-up. What would be worth it for you to do that? That you know that you just ate something. This question seems ill thought out, but I have no idea. I don't it's not know. ill thought out. We're now going there because if I ate something and all of a sudden I can like shoot stars out and like kill things and become a superhero, that might be worth eating something to do that. It might be worth it, but I can always spit them out and they they can dissipate and be gone from my belly. We went to a dark area, but that's Kirby. I mean, we're not making this up. That's how Kirby works, though. I just wanted to talk about the tomatoes and the and the we, and the lollipops. Did we go to a dark place? 
Yeah, we did. You, you went someplace very dark. I didn't expect to go there, but Kirby's a, 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 is a homicidal maniac with power-ups. But one power-up that makes me always, always want something um, uh, food-related is the ice cream cones and the cakes from DuckTales. Can we stay away from the, from the, from the point food, Ian? Can we talk about power-ups? It's the same thing. You're, you're really trying to mince <laughs> fine hairs here. That's not a fine hair. And it's- those aren't points. Those give you health. That's a power-up. It's, oh wow, that's a pickup. That's not a power up, Ian. Power up is is invigorating your soul and giving you more power to me. So to me, a power up is 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 Mario's mushroom. Okay. That to me is that tantalizing to you? No. To, to grow in stature and be able to stomp on enemies easier than if you get if you get shot, maybe you just go back to your normal self. It doesn't look like a tasty mushroom. That's my problem. It's not it. a tasty mushroom. No, it doesn't look very good at all. It's spotty, it's questionable, it may have fun effects, but I don't believe it would actually be very tasty. How about how about being able to do like quad damage from Quake? You want to be able to like punch someone and like their head explodes? Is that tantalizing to you? You want that power? I think, I think by tantalizing, we're talking about the ones that you would eat. The ones no, that... No, this has nothing to do with food! That's actually that's what... That's not what tantalizing yes, means! What is the most tantalizing power-up? What is the most delicious-looking power-up? Oh, okay, I gotta look up tantalizing now on, on fucking Webster to tell you what it means? Tormenting or teasing with the sight of pr- or promise of something unobtainable. That has nothing to do with food, right, Ian. People talk about how food is tantalizing all the time. Oh, my so God. You made it into food, Ian. You yeah. made this into food. Of course I did. Okay. How about... All right. Now, I got I to gotta, I gotta think of ones uh, from Super Mario Brothers or something. Uh, so, okay. So, so, you're out. Is there anything... Okay. I'll just put it this way, Ian. Is there anything non-food related that would be tantalizing to you as a power-up? No. A frog suit from Super Mario 3 be able to swim around easier? No. A, a, a hammer for Donkey Kong? You can s- smash stuff? No. As a maniac? No. It's all food. It's all food. Is it the power pellet from Pac-Man account? Is that technically food? I actually do kind of... I've always been kind of curious as to what it would taste like. Uh, I'm guessing, oh, my fucking God. I'm guessing probably a Nilla, a Nilla wafer. Probably a Nilla wafer. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so we're not talking about like being able to like rip someone's spinal cord out. Uh, do a I fatality. Mean, if, if you want to, you can. I'm just trying to go out there and decide something other than food. Something that give you more power as an individual, be able to defeat a monster. You're thinking, I want to eat an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, that's your power. But you can do that in real life. You can eat and drink these things. Wait, which which of, which of these power ups is one that I always you looked at and you're like, I want to put that in my mouth. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of power ups out there. <laughs> This could have been just what are Ian's favorite food items, and it could have been the same question. No, I don't you apologize to the patrons now. I think this went in a direction that I don't know if they wanted to go. I don't know. I don't think they're gonna care too much, Pat. <laughs> okay, what was I gonna think of now? Holy shit, this is hysterical. What power up uh, would I want here? Um, well, going back to the easy one, if you if you grew. In double in height in Super Mario Brothers, I'd be able to play basketball. I feel like that would hurt the bones a lot. Well, no, it's proportionate. He he doesn't. He's not just skinny. He's girthy. Big big Mario. He's he's a girthy. He fills out. He okay. fills out. All right. You know he's 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 like uh, he's like Andre the Giant. He fills out a bit. You know my, my my this is a thing. This is a thing. My ex said I said to my ex one time because my my ex was like just two inches short. Three inches short. I said, "What if I was like six two instead of being like five ten? And she was like. Yeah. So if I was like, you know, Mario height, that could that could help in certain areas. Super Mario height. You th- how how tall is Super Mario though? Is he just like is he like, you know, 5'5 five, five, and then when he's mini Mario he's like 3'4 or so? Was there an official stat on that? We're looking. We're looking on it. <laughs> 5 feet 1 inch. 5 foot 1 inch. 5 that's official. That says tall Mario. Uh, this is apparently how they scienced it out. They scienced it out with the pixels? Yeah, that's... that's that was like a Vsauce play. thing, it sounds like. Well, there's Mario behind you. And to me, that's mini Mario, the one behind you. He's like three, three and a half feet tall there. Anything from Mario Kart? You want like a... You want like a... You want like a, 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 like a spiny shell that someone you hate that's successful, you can just like toss it and it obliterates them across the world? No? That wouldn't be a cool power-up to have? Yeah, Mario's five feet. 15 squares tall. Each square is about 4 inches. Did you ignore what I just said? No? Sorry, we were trying to figure out that as well. You don't want something like that? Something like so outlandish? We're, we're, we're dealing with cocktails and cake? Really, Ian? Are you hungry, Ian? Rosalina is like twice as tall as mine. Do, do you need a Flex Pro Meal right now? FlexPromeals.com. Use promo code CEO Podcast at no, 20%. No, I'm going to eat after we, I leave. 
Okay. All right. This threw me off. Now I, I'm, I'm thinking of power-ups. You don't want fireballs, at least? You don't want to be able, like, toss fireballs at things? No. No, I wanted to know what power-up looked the most appealing. Okay, then. Well, uh, we're just going to lose Patreon subscribers like patreon.com slash see your podcast. And Ian can uh, in the future answer questions about what he wants to put in his mouth. We've got a Q&A here on this uh, this uh, uh, podcast. Okay, Ian. So uh, this one does not say who asks. So I'm going to ask. Oh, they do. It's right there. Lewis JFC. No, it doesn't say Ian Ask or Pat Ask is what I'm saying. Oh. So Lewis Cox, Lewis JFC here, wants to ask us, uh, do you, we think companies that specialize in limited physical releases like limited run encourage scalping? Patrick. Okay. And then there's a two part that we can get to as well. Well, yes. And then someone else wrote in talking about how they see people on Twitter complaining about how they can't order X from limited run games because they don't have a li- because they <sighs> because they cap limits and stuff like that. But when you look at the LRG website, the game is by no means sold out. I think limited run games suffers at this point from a, a handful of um, misconceptions. Sure. Um, some rooted in how things used to be. Business practices? Yeah. I, I had a question. Uh, the, the way I learned about this stuff is I asked them uh, at this point, wow, it was like two years ago, more than that, where I, I talked to the founders, uh, Josh and Doug, directly, and I had questions about their business practices, and they and they told me things that made sense. So the problem when, you, when you're doing games like this is that when when you go to get the, get the rights to these properties... It's not just like a blanket, well, here's 500 bucks, you can make however many games you want. You're getting charged on the quantity. Yeah. They want they want a, a, a direct return on the amount that you're producing. Not the amount that you're selling. The amount of games that you are producing, whether or not you sell them. So that creates an inherent risk involved. So if I have a small business, and Limit Run has grown, but there's still a, a smaller business in the grand scheme of things. Um, it's It can be a real risk for me to say, well, I don't know if I can sell 10,000 games or 1,000, so I'm going to buy uh, the, the rights from you to do 10,000. Then what if you don't sell most of those games? You're, you're screwed. You're screwed. Your company could potentially go under or be in trouble. You may have to pay, pay, pay your invoices and your bills. You may have to fire someone. So, yes, when you go limited, you're, you are hedging your bets on your risks of, if you can sell your products. And, yes, it does create a built-in audience that will try to scalp. But that's just how the nature of limited stuff is, for whether it's Nintendo products or a company like Limited Run. So you can't say Nintendo is creating uh, scalpers. Uh, well, in, in some aspects, they should have realized better that certain stuff should have sold better and created more like the NES Classic. But Nintendo is not Limited Run. Nintendo can, can take calculated risks that a smaller company like Limited Run potentially can't. And that's just the bottom line. I'm not, I'm not holding their water. That's just how business works. As far as the second part goes, the one about people saying that they can't order something, I, I've fallen uh, victim to that too. Uh, was a time with limited run, especially with some of the PlayStation Four and uh, the PlayStation Four and Vita stuff, where you had to wake up and you had to order it. There was a certain number of units, and if you didn't get it, that was it. You, you were screwed. Um, with the Switch stuff, though, they've uh, done an open pre-order system. So, like, um, for instance, if you want River City Girls, you can still go and order River City Girls. It's in pre-order. They're not going to run out of copies that you can buy. And then when you know they do, the they'll print just cap run, it at the end. They'll cap it at the end, and you'll sure. get it. So I, they've been doing that for a while. But I think I, I do seem to run into some people that think. Um, you know, that's still how it is, it's still the way it is, the way it was with the PlayStation 4 stuff, and that, you know, uh, if you want a copy, you can't just, I guess, quote-unquote, walk up and get one. Well, well, you can. You have two weeks to do that now. Um, yeah. I, I also understand, I, I, and I know a lot of the people there, I like limited run games. I, I've never liked the name. I think a lot of people get to the name and immediately get turned off and think that, you know, it's... it's sure. It, I mean, that's... It, it, when you say something like limited run, especially in the collector world, yes, it has a connotation, but I don't think that their business practices actually really encourage anything like that. Because now it's not all limited runs right. anymore. No more. That's it. So, And there's been other companies, I think two or maybe three, that have tried to do the same thing with limited names. I think like uh, strictly, strictly limited games 
So they're trying to do the same. Special Reserve is another one. Yeah, so they're they're trying to do the same thing. But you know, I I give Josh and Doug and the rest of folks credits because they 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 took a pretty sizable risk on those first games. Like it was not a small risk to do this. So to critic to be critical, like well, they should have just made more. What if they made the more they didn't sell? There would be no limited run games years later. Yeah. They would have been cut off at the knees before they even, uh, you know, got to walk before they even could, could crawl. They'd be done. Um, so, like I said, uh, I don't agree with a hundred percent of the stuff. Like, I really wish they did more um, games. Like, like um, I told Josh after the fact um, when they they sold out so quickly on the night traps. I said, "Oh my god, you could have sold double the amount." Like, if if you, if you had told me, you know, how many you were producing, I, you could have sold more. But it's like, yeah, but they, but it's a it's a they have there's risk built into this business. It just is. There's not a lot of businesses doing this for a reason, I think. It's not that simple to do this stuff and to calculate what we can do. But more with more open, you know, pre-orders, that then everyone wins when those happen there. So, okay. Um, is that it for the CU Podcast? That's it for this CU Podcast. This is a short one now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's limited right now? Your patience. No. Oh, the T-shirt. Where do you go for that, Ian? Go to teespring.com slash my dash man dash see you podcast. See you podcast. Wow. Okay. We got through that. Uh, <laughs> you got a week left. You got until, uh, is it next Tuesday or next Wednesday? When do you have until there? One week's left. Um, <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. One week's? Yeah. It's is. been one week's. Since you can buy the shirt, go to Ultimate SNES. Eight days, 12 hours, 19 minutes, and zero seconds. All right, right so the end of next Wednesday. And then you can go to uh, UltimateSNES.com. You can pre-order a certain Super Nintendo guidebook. North America, the PAL version that Ian's going to scalp. Or uh, the the special edition one, which are limited. And how many are left, because I didn't want to be able to produce more than that. I wanted to keep it it special. And the NES one, the NES book's back in stock, Ian. Oh! Did you have fake that enthusiasm? <laughs> Mo! I couldn't even. No, it's no, back! I didn't even know what letter that was. Holy shit, it's, it's here again! Happy days are here again! Mo! That was, that was interesting. Are you going to go home and have a, have a martini with, with some side of, side of pie, cake, and no, berries? No, I probably will have a Flex Pro meal. You have a Flex Pro meal? I probably will have a Flex Pro meal. They improved the turkey burger. Did you have the turkey burger recently from the new location? No. It's it's better. Oh, it is. Not not just pumping it up. That it's better. The new meatloaf has got me pretty. I good. haven't had the I haven't had the meatloaf in a while. It's, it's been a while. Good. It's very good. It's pretty good. Yep, I like it. And the good old the baked fish and the fish and chips is good. I like the big. I like the fish. It's a nice solid staple. You know, you don't feel guilty eating the fish and chips. Uh, you know, flexpromeals.com. Code CU podcast. Save it. Save there. All right. And uh, anything else going on here? This is your podcast? No. This is a short one. We like 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 eight topics. We did it. We did it? We did it. We did it. All right. We will see you in a week.